Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. latest episode of the Everton Fan Focus podcast. Tonight the hosts are me, Mark Finnegan, Mark Ellis. Hello. And Mr. Seddon. Evening boys. How are we? Tonight, <laughs> we're alright, how are you? <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> nice to ask. Tonight we're going to be discussing the month of February in brief, but yeah. we're going to be looking at the Sunderland game in more detail and there's awful, an awful lot of other things off the pitch which... Um, we've got on the agenda tonight, but it's all largely positive, isn't it? Let's let's be honest, fellas. We're yeah. smiling, which is a good thing. <laughs> There's like no room for fume anymore. Do you know what I mean? If that rhymes, and um, it's just great. Nothing. I've never felt as optimistic. It sounds so stupid, don't I'm going to get beat next week. While we have to be saying this, but never felt so optimistic off and on the pitch of the direction of our club. So I'm starting to filter down to the pitch as well, where the players clearly believe in the system that the humans playing and, and they're enjoying themselves. It seems. I just think uh, it's just I can't see nothing but Everton going on an upward curve now. We feel like we're on, you know, we feel like we're the most upwardly mobile club in that Premier League. I do. I think that. May as well draw it too I'm, close. I'm, yeah, I've got to get off. Anyway, now. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You've just, you basically just said what we wanted to try and say in an hour. Sums it up there. Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's, um, lots of positivity, isn't it? I mean, we all know we're on an unbeaten run. Christmas probably has been the feel-good factor, hasn't it, around the club? You'd almost ride on the crest of the wave, aren't you? You know, you, you look at last season and everyone was like sort of dreading going the match, thinking it was a chore to go every Saturday. Now yeah. people are really thinking on a on a Monday Monday morning. You know, you're on your way to work. I can't wait to go to the match on Saturday. I can't wait to watch the watch the game on a Saturday on a Sunday. And it, it's just the whole sort of aura about the club has just totally changed within twelve months. Yeah. Completely agree. I think ever since the, the the derby defeat, we've just it's like we said no more. I don't know no more that the club was they've got stubborn. The clean sheets are rolling in. Robles is now you know I think it's like eleven clean sheets in twenty odd games, twenty two games. You know he's and the, we look so compact. We don't look open like like we used to under Martinez. 
you know, it's just it was like a free for all buffet. Now you have to pay to get in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I that's. So. I think that's. <laughs> that's I'm starving as well. It's gonna cost you. I agree. You know, to be honest, like um, looking back, I think was it was it the, the Watford game we got beat three two. I always. Yeah. I've mentioned this before. It's like a broken record, but since then, I know we got beaten the derby. We got beat by Leicester, and we've drawn a few along the way as well. But I do feel like that was a kind of kick up the arse that we needed. We were yeah. shocking. We were shocking. Yeah, it finished 3-2. 3-2 flat as Everton, to be honest. Yeah. That bad on that day. Um, since then, we beat Arsenal, obviously, we got beaten the derby, but then we've gone on the run. Um, and Leicester, Leicester aside, we've been fantastic. And I do think that we probably didn't deserve to get beaten the derby, to be fair. And, you know, Leicester no. was, a, a, I'd like to say, a bump in the road since, since that Arsenal win. But I do feel like they have got like the bit between the teeth. We've got additions from January, um, players coming back in. There's more of a ruthless nature to the side, more organised. As you said before, the yeah. gelling as well, going away to Dubai the other week will only help that. Yeah. Um, and I, I do feel we're going from strength to strength, but it's not taken away from the fact that this Sunday is the biggest step so far. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, from what you just said there as well, I, th- I think to go on such a long unbeaten run from what is it, the beginning of January, I think yeah, it is. Yeah. Th- the players have almost taken that as a bit of sort of you're not taking this away from us yeah. we want to go even further now we want to take this unbeaten run into the end of march you know the end of april i know it's an old cliche but they are literally taking it one game at a time yeah know? and that's all they can do and 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 hopefully build on, on this unbeaten run that but as you say mark the biggest test i think that was going away to white hart lane and then seeing what we are actually made of now yeah i think that's true we are that's what's evident as well that we're not thinking too far ahead of ourselves we're quietly going about our business we're picking up points away from home you know and, and, and winning the games that we should be winning at home that we haven't won at home for ages you know what i mean these are we, we are getting past teams now uh, at home whether they're setting up defensively or not we, we, we are beating these teams we're finding finding way, ways. Ways. you know the, the points are going years, we, we we draw them games didn't we or yeah. we got beat and, and it made some harrowing results didn't it and obviously two 11th place finishes in succession yeah. so that in itself is progress isn't it see the, I was, home form yeah. and, and winning the snide game shall we say definitely where, we, where we'd expect to win but we usually make hard work of it but like the Southampton game where we have to be patient and we end up winning three nothing you know what I mean yeah since then it's it's kind of grown hasn't it the belief well the players believe in the system but I think Talking about Tottenham, this is like the this is the big one. This one is if we can get a result, I don't if we can go there and win. You know, just, we've got to get somehow try and get a win there. And I just think, you know, go I go. I think Humanson will do what Kendall done in eighty three, eighty four. He knew he had a good team. He was on to something good. Not saying this is what's going to happen, but Human is trying to end the season as humanly as strong as humanly possible. You know, yeah, yeah. to send out. It doesn't matter if we finish seventh. And everyone else wins above us, but if we finish seventh, twenty points clear of seventh, say eighth, you know that says. I think that's what he wants, and to appear on the up as, as much as we are on the up, you know. I think that's how I feel. Alan Myers. I first met him, and I used to be happy. And then we started talking about Everton, and then Martinez had the second season, and then it went downhill. But now it's great, honestly, it's really good to hear you and, and you both talk so positively about it yeah. because 
you know, we're only talking recent times. We've all been Abertonians for over 30 years. Yeah. You're, 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 how old are you? I'm eight. 32 now. Yeah, yeah, I'm the youngest here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forget that age. But, you know, the last few years is an evidence of history under Roberto Martinez. I've not seen them more human, but it's just because we've gone downwards and now we're on the upward curve. And I do believe what you say there, I agree with that. We need to finish seventh, but we finish strongly. Yeah. We have to take that as a positive and Absolutely. go into next season with all guns blazing. Whereas Martinez was more style. Humans more substance. Yeah, you know, and, totally. and that, I think that's where where the sort of men, women mentality comes into it, and it's rubbing, and you can see on the pitch, it's rubbing off on the players. You know, as soon as they, they lose the ball, the momentum and, and the tenacity to get that ball back, particularly from the midfield, the likes of Ghana uh, Gay, to win yeah. the ball back and then start again from the back, albeit it's a little bit quicker than what it was under Martinez. But you, you can just see that the the winner mentality is just rubbing off on the players. But I, I would say that typifies his signing since you've seen it as well. I yeah, see Williams, yeah. Garner Guy, Morgan yeah. Schneider in the most recent example. Still early days for all three of them to be yeah. there. Yeah. But their energy and the willingness and the winner mentality and getting the ball back. Yeah. The graft for the team. Yeah. Not doing anything fantastic in terms of creativity or yeah. wanting the, 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 the headlines, but more for the good of the team and the spine of the team, so I, I see what you're saying there. The, the impressive thing for me is them signs that you just alluded to there have made an impact immediately, literally straight away. You see players who come in in the January transfer window or in the summer whatever and they take six months to bed in. These players have come in and done it straight away, which is why you can see the performances on the pitch and they've gelled or literally within the first game yeah. of the ball. Also yeah. I think it highlights the back, the see, it's easy to say for us, for Stein Schneider, he's a good player, but we don't know what that guy's like as a character. You know, we don't know what Luckman's like as a character. Is he gonna, is he gonna struggle to adapt? Is he gonna get under pressure as a person? You know, and that's this is where I think the the, the, the scouting and all that of, of these players comes really into it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's much more to it than is he a good player? Will he be able to fit in with what we're trying to do? You know, and like nearly all of the signings, Gay Schneider, has been Rolls Royce. Would the um, just come in almost like they're not, they're not a new sign and they're just part of the group? Yeah, and the squad is looking more vibrant just for getting rid of half the shite that we have got rid of. Mm. Uh, honestly, I've never seen a, a clearing of Deadwood re-energise a squad as much as that, you know, to lose players. Well, and humans just basically got rid of all the players that everyone else would have got rid of. That never happens. <laughs> We've kind of gone off... off off script, shall we say, already. Oh, really? oh, <laughs> and out of respect, are the first thing on the agenda, which I should have mentioned that's my responsibility because I was the first to talk. Is uh, Alex Young? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And you know, with all due respect, we just started waffling on about the current Everton, but he was the first thing that we, we should be talking about tonight. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, all three of us too young to, to see him play. Yeah. Uh, personally, just. So I can have a say on it, is uh, my granddad used to talk a lot about him, um, an awful lot about him. He's obviously a league title winner, FA Cup winner, uh, a striker which was labelled as the Golden Digit mm. for the obvious reasons. It's just, I think, when yeah. you've labelled something, it means how good you are anyway. You know, it's, it's sort of synonymous with his name. Um, a sad loss to every football club and everyone associated. And yeah. Yeah. I think it's been similarly with Sackett and Dunn's podcast in the past, and we've talked about former players, you know, Andy Kane, one yeah. of the recent ones, yeah. Kendall, and uh, yeah. you can see from the outpouring of, of, of 
give you some emotions from certain former players, staff and whatnot, just how much how, yeah. how great a person you were on the pitch and off the pitch. My granddad is the same, he was his favourite player of all time. It was my granddad that showed me the, the documentary about the Golden Vision that I still watch now and again to this day on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but the guy himself, for me, from what my granddad was telling me, I'm watching him and the player and everything that he stood for, like epitomised Everton Football Club. You know, these players like run through the blood of the club, don't they? Do you know what I mean? It's what the club's all about, is the Holy Trinity. And he's right there next to them uh, on his own, you know, as a player, you know, great player, fantastic player. Just uh, like playmaker, stroke goal scorer who, who loved the club and, and was, a club, was a player every other club would have, would have died to have in their team, you know. It's like things like these that other clubs simply don't have that, that, that we're lucky to have played, to have played with. Yeah. My mum was uh, other half for telling me a story, um, just literally hours after the news it broke. And one of his good friends, um, staunch Liverpool, Liverpool fan, um, so when he was younger, when Liverpool were playing away, he would go to Goodison, not to watch Everton, just to watch Alex Young. Wow. Yeah. That's coming from a staunch Liverpool fan, so that's how good this player was. You know, yeah. You know, I've not seen anything of him, and obviously you haven't either because we're all too young, but yeah. the stories people say about him. You, know, you can only imagine what he could probably do on a pitch on like you know carpets that you've got today. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's quite frightening when you think about it, isn't it? Really, it's it's a wonder. Yeah, I mean that style and grace is all. My granddad used to say about him, he had he had everything. You know, you know, he was an all ball in in that he could do everything. Mm. You know, but he was obviously a much more attack minded. All of ball, he scored loads. But yeah, that's my granddad's favourite player, and that says it all. I mean, you know. So he's definitely, definitely a well-remembered former Everton player. Um, yeah. Always will be, I think. Yeah, always, always yeah. He, he's absolutely next to the Holy Trinity and one in of the names, importance of the, yeah. you know, some of the players that are played for us. One of the names that you associate with Everton yeah. Football yeah. Club. Um, absolutely. Unfortunately, he passed away earlier this week. So a nice tribute to him. As I say, we meant yeah. to mention that at the start. Absolutely. So don't, don't hold that against us. <laughs> no, thoughts with his family. But we also, uh, we need to move on now and talk about the Sunderland game. Yeah. Because it's most recent fixture. I'm not going to go back and bore people with the stroke in the middle of the, middle of the game. No, we only come, we only do podcasts when we win. Laura sent me to sleep, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but they can't score. No, they, they really, but they don't even try. They're on the downward spiral, aren't they? But, yeah. But anyway, Enough about Borough. Yeah. It was a good win. And shall we say it's a win that we've just all described where whereby this Cuban side is getting the job done. Yeah. It's a patient approach. Obviously, we scored a goal in each half. Um, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't no. classic. It wasn't a vintage display. But it was three points, and that's what we needed. That was another clean sheet. But what I like about it is there was a sense of, no matter how bad we were playing, there was a sense of inevitability that we would win that game, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just enough control about it, and enough quality in our play, even when we're playing poorly. To, we've got a lot of quality on that pitch, so when they gel, someone will get it, but for now, we can do it in spurts and still win games. You know, there's enough quality going through that. that and it shows one good move. You know, uh, I'd, I'd love to believe that ball from Davis was meant. <laughs> because was. it looked like he put fade on it. You know, it looked like, it looked like a, a lovely, you know, a black Jimmy White used to walk in and then screw back for, yeah. the, for the red. It was like that type of pass, you know, I've got that vision. So I, I'm not having that he passed the bar. That's boring. He, he miscued it then, didn't he? But, yeah. you know, if he can miscue like that, we've got some player. It, it was a terrific ball. Um, I just can't get getting off the mark, so though. What a goal as well, by the yeah. way. Yeah, great yeah. finish, wasn't it? Uh, the thing that impressed me is 
starting that own half. Yeah. And he'd bust the bollocks to get forward and get on the end of that. Yeah. You know, he's a bo- as I said, we, it's a box of box midfield that we've been crying out for. Yeah. And, and I know we mentioned him before again, but Schneiderman, wow, what a, what a player. You know, even his tackles are patterns. Mm. He doesn't just slide into the tackle to win the ball. He slides into the tackle to win the ball and give a pass to an Everton player. That's how good this lad is. Yeah, and Garner guy's goal is surely because you know Schneiderland's got this role in the team where there's a whole midfield and he's basically shielded that defence on Saturday, didn't he? Mm. Garner guy has got the then the two the two thirds of the offensive yeah. third to, to roam and I thought him and Davis come down down very yeah. impressively. And he got his goals off the mark. It's no coincidence, is it? It's no coincidence. No, and I think they He's trying, to been add, he's trying to add that to his game all season. He's trying to get into positions where, you know, and he's always taking shots. I think he fancies himself as a bit of a goal scorer. On the, you know, and that goal will do him the world of good. I mean, great ball in, but on the run, you know, they always look great when you don't have to stop and think about it. He just swept it home. Well, it, it, it could be another outlet, though, wouldn't you? Know, yeah. He's missed a few chances early in the season, this guy. But he, the, the, old, the old cliche, you're either late into the box, but... It, You've got the license to do that yeah. because you know you've got Morgan Schneider and behind you, and you've got Tom Davis and like Ross Barkley in different positions. Then he's going to do it because he's hard to track, guys. He's hard to watch because he's that quick. Yeah, he I'm, I'm tired just looking at him. Yeah, that. I was just going to say I'm knackered just watching him. Yeah. <laughs> he absolutely. You think he's going to run out of energy any moment? Never. He never does. He's superb. He's adapted. That is excellent scouting to get him from a, the worst team I've ever seen in the Premier League. And to say he's good for us, you know, and he's been he's been a star, hasn't he? but I think, like you say, his desire to to want to improve as a player, I think, is, is really impressive. And the second goal was just he was all over that. Second goal again, we're gonna have to talk about guy because he, he he intercepted the ball three times, three times. another three times, and then the ball was eventually, and that it's in itself shows the vigor and the, and the, the probably the attitude of Everton of late. Yeah, the fact that. He wanted to win the ball back. We wanted to win the ball back. Then we wanted to get it forward quickly. As soon as we got, we got that ball. It was in the back of the net. Everyone I mean, knew it was in the back of the net. Especially with the likes of Brian Ovidiazio, who isn't slow. No. But it doesn't matter who you are. If you can't be further down on goal, he doesn't make it look pretty, let's be honest. He yeah. stumbled his way. But he gets his way to goal and he puts the ball in the back yeah. of the net. But Lukaku's also... I think it's physique has improved if that is possible for a big fella. People are now, this happened three or four times in the past few weeks, people are bouncing off him, trying to get the ball off him. Um, it happened, I can't remember now for life, me, uh, Man City, I think it was. Um, people just, you can't get to The minute he picked that ball up, everyone knew it was in the back of the net. Yeah. You know, because, you know, he just doesn't miss. I've never seen a, a striker never hit the target. He, he always hits the target, no matter what. You know, it was hard not to from that angle. But it's a strange on Lukaku, isn't he? Because... He tends to get quite a lot of goals coming in from the left or the right. He doesn't get, I don't know, he, it, for me he doesn't get a lot of goals going through the middle, you know, when he's running at defenders. It's always coming in from the left or the right, and that's where he's causing defenders a hell of a lot of trouble. Mm. The left and right backs, he's turning them all day, you know, knocking past them. So you mean when it's, when it's up against, you struggle, whereas if he's got the shoulder off someone. Exactly. Yeah, I can yeah. only remember Leicester in the cup where he tapped it home from... A tapping, you know, from, from close range. That's the only one I can think of where he's been central to score a goal. You know? I mean, he'll get the goals in the city half. Yeah, he will. Yeah, but what I mean is like you know, but like a goal hanger type goal, you know. I, I see what you mean there, where he'll hold a player 
he done it against Chelsea in the, yeah. in the cut, and when he come off, the, I think it was the left hand side, and he, and he cut in, all, and you know, off the left hand side, and he just buried it in the back of the net. Man City away. Man City, that? yeah. 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 And he'll cut in, and yeah. I see what you mean there. Oh. For me, he still gets the goal. So Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's not a criticism on him at all. You know, if, if that's his strength and that's how he wants to play, yeah, crack on. If you're scoring 25, 30 goals a season, I'm all yeah. for it. And Absolutely. That, that equals something big. That goal that we're just talking of equals something big. It's in the league record, didn't it? Of which Mike Smalls that he actually went over and never seemed to more manly men hugging out on the touchline to be honest it was, it was well, he's done it in well. about nine years less as well yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a mutual respect isn't it for, for each other you know Ferguson yeah. obviously respects Rob and you know vice versa yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't think there's probably any better centre forward at the moment to, to break the record than, than, than Rob yeah. it was good all round comfortable victory in the end shall yeah. we say although Jermaine Defoe at the bar and you know a few heart attacks with some park but I was going to say hard attacks, but a few like yeah. heart in the mouth moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have some far, but I, I, I remember what you said just a little bit earlier. You said I never really felt like it was in doubt that we weren't going to win. So even if we would have went one-one, I do feel like we would. We could have had enough to do that. Yeah. I thought Sunderland were, were to come in on them were extremely poor. I've never seen a, a team basically rely on keeping in the game for so long. All they did was try to stay in the game. They didn't have any ambition to attack. And it was like, you know, they basically rely on Jermaine Defoe to, to, to get them a point and to get them three points and stuff like that. I'll, I'll be honest, I think Sunderland are probably the worst team, I think, to come to Anderson yeah. in 10 years. I genuinely believe that. All they were doing is lumping the ball forward to not even Defoe. And it was just coming straight back at them. Yeah. They, they, they were never in the game for, for five minutes no. for me. Yeah. We always looked comfortable. We, we never looked like um, you know, getting hurt when, when they were attacking. Yeah. But every time we went forward, you know, we, we looked at a threat on the break. So um, it, it was good to get get a couple of goals as well. So It was yeah. an, I mean, it's a continuation of the, the unbeaten run as well, isn't it, lads? No. Yeah. Let's be honest. It just keeps us going upwards, you know. Um, 44 points now. We've put the gap with Man United, obviously them winning the, the League Cup on Sunday, and they've got a game in hand on us, but it still looks good, it looks better than it did before the weekend. What I like about that, United have been unbeaten forever, and we're only four points behind them, you know, it's just, it shows a mark, it shows an improvement in us, in our play, and, and, and results. Just before you move on, I'm going to say something now that might shock you. I might be wrong about Ross Barkley. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God! My God. <laughs> Right, I didn't want to say it too soon. I didn't want to say it too soon, but the past two months, two and a half months, possibly three, the kid has been unbelievable. Yeah, he's literally taking games by the scruff of the neck, and I and I believe he done it on some um, against Sunderland as well. You know, there was times there he was showing little flicks and glimpses of his strength, and you know he was making the the midfield tick at times. And, yeah, you know. He's As a I say, foil. I might be wrong, you know, I don't want to, you know, say I'm completely wrong, but, you know, at the moment, I think he's, uh, he's, he's impressed. He's on the up, isn't he? And I think that I agree with you there. He's, he's got confidence in the swagger. Yeah. Him. I don't know whether it's since his mask stopped cutting his hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's started growing a bit of a cat wig, hasn't he? But <laughs> yeah. he, has, he has, you know, and I, I said, like, I wrote through, like a bit of a match board the other day, and I, I thought there was a moment in the first half where he'd done, like, some 
skills on the right hand side with a family enclosure. Yeah. Then the next minute, someone giving the ball, he's done a few step overs and pinged it, and it was a really Ross Barkley esque shot at goal. Yeah. Pickford had to palm it away as if, I don't know if you remember that it's it. Yeah, sold yeah. Gibson, didn't he? Sold Gibson with the step over and John, that's the Ross Barkley that we know. That's yeah. the Ross Barkley. And he's really come out of his shell. But, you know, two months don't make a season. So, your criticism and a lot of our criticism has probably been justified in the past, but he does. He's, he's typically a lad that will thrive on confidence and he looks like he's got that. So the thing with Barkley is you're always praying he does it the next match as well. You yeah. want him to keep growing on it because there's too many times he's done it in one week. And then disappeared the next, you know, yeah. Chelsea away is non existent. But you know, you, you really want the lad to do well, and that's, hopefully he can kick on. He's well got the talent, and it's just yeah. mentality. Hopefully, Cumin's installing that mentality in him. But you've got other young lads as well. People have said this before, I'm not prepared to say, but you've got other young lads in the team now, Davis, Luke, yeah. Mason, all day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Taking, maybe taking the edge off him. Look at, look at the team spirit when you look on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Look at the team spirit there and think, if, you, if, if, if us three were playing in the same team, it'd yeah. be all over, shite. <laughs> we, we kind of coach each other, wouldn't we? Play with me. He's got young lads around him. And not, you know, old times, shall we say. There's fours and against for that, but there's a blend, a good blend, isn't it? I know it's a bit cliche, youth experience and all that, but he's got more young lads in there now, and I do feel like he's flourishing finally yeah. in the past couple of months. It's almost, it's almost like he's playing with his mates, you know, he's got Davis in the team with him, and yeah. it's almost like they're bouncing off each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's probably giving him a little bit of confidence that he needs and um, kick on. Just maybe it's made it more, the experience more fun of yeah. playing for that. He's playing with his mates yeah. now, the team's picking up. We're not losing games anymore. Yeah. You know, maybe that's it's not. Maybe it's not so much of an ordeal for him to to worry about what the people's yeah. reactions are. He knows everyone's behind the team, and he knows people are looking at Tom Davis, and he, so it maybe suits him to fade a little bit into the background, and then that's when we're going to see the best of him. He hasn't got twenty-eight thousand Evertonian dads screaming their heads off at him either. No, but exactly. anyway, Kane's <laughs> um, made a three hundred games on Saturday against Sunderland. That yeah. can't go unnoticed. Um, and he was made captain. Fantastic achievement, isn't it? Yeah. Right? To, to, for any footballer to play 300 games in the top flight, alone, awesome. You know, yeah. it is is unbelievable. And, and fair play to him. And, and captaincy well deserved as well. Defo. And he, it was a, it was it was a nice touch that he was the captain for that milestone yeah. game. But he's done well, Baines, hasn't he? I think him and him and Coleman, in my opinion, have done slightly better probably since November. Yeah. December Improved. Time. Yeah, along with the team, I would say yeah, they, definitely. They came with criticism, as did every single player in that team. To be honest, the past two and a half years, but they, they seem to be having more of a positive impact. And I don't know whether that's been set up at the midfield, Coleman especially goals, assists. Baines is is still looking reliable, but he looks like confident again. There was a time under Martinez when he didn't, he was scared to pass no. forward. So nice milestone, a nice moment. I think I think a lot of people forget as well. Baines, he could have went to Man United at one point. Yeah. And he decided to, you know, stay in yeah, Absolutely, and, and, yeah. And, and carry on and run the games that he'd been playing. And, you know, fair play to the lad, as I say, to play 300 games in the top five. It's just scary. And he'd done some work with Everton Community the other day, didn't he? Which was great. I'm sure both of you saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which just talk a little bit more about them in a bit. But to be fair to him, he's maintained his standards pretty much throughout that. But you know, he has had on the pitch and off the pitch. Yeah. The way he's applied himself is yeah, he's obviously class. a first class person, isn't he? Yeah, you know? He's a real a real a normal human being, shall we say, mm. who's not 
not let this start and go to his head. And no. He, and he's backed his consistency up in terms of being a footballer and everything. So, bit of Blake Abanger. Absolutely. On yeah. another point from Saturday. Um, it's another 300. It's another 300. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good luck, Bane. Um, well, let's be honest. You're getting into Kenny Sanson territory now. Yeah. Yeah. You've talked about uh, Luke Garble, Brendan Galloway, Brian Oviedo, potential successes to Bane. He's mm. still there. Yeah. Not a lot of them. Luke Garble is in the wilderness. Then the Galloway got sent out on loan, didn't play. And gone into Brian the Oviedo's at Sunderland. So I yeah. think it speaks volumes in itself about the position. And Coleman, you could say as well. Mm. And also the amount of people slagged the both of them off in the past, but I think it does speak volumes about that. It's going to take an awful lot to dislodge them, no matter what age And Cumin sees value in him, and this is a new era with Everton, and you know, standards are higher, and he's still getting into the team. Yeah, you know, shows yeah. he's part of that vision as well. What about Sunderland, Moyes and our former players? Then just a quick one on them because we well, don't want to bore anyone. I was a bit disappointed that there's only two former players in the squad, you know, and, and the whole. I think it was Gibson and, and Oviedo, one it who started, no one else. But was, I think it's about signing Everton players and Man United players shows a complete lack of imagination on Moyes. He's just gone for players who can do a job for him, who he knows can do a job. But I thought Sunderland were absolutely woeful. At no point did I think they were going to win that game. At no point did I feel, you know. Premier League football, and you know, they didn't bring, they didn't sell out their way allocation, they only brought like, the bottom half. But them, them fans surely are entitled to a team who, who's at least going to try and compete. You know, I just felt someone didn't compete. They had only at the bar at 1 0, so I was that for not putting the game to bed, but, but they were just woeful. I, I, don't, I think Dagenham and Redbridge attacked us more in the cup a few years ago, and they never tried either. When you, when you look at their defence, you know, you've, you've got John O'Shea, centre half. I'm sorry, but anyone who's got John O'Shea at that stage of his career is asking for trouble. Simple yeah. as that. You know, that Lamina Kone, to me, he, he does the defending, which is fair enough, but he can't do the job of two men. No, no. You know, even yeah. on you know, Saturday, he was just lumping the ball forward and, and hoping Defoe was going to try and pick something up and win a second ball. You, you can't win a football match like that, especially in the Premier League. Yeah. To me, they're, they're pissing against the wind. They're, you know, they're, they're gone. They're, no yeah. doubt about it, they're 100% gone. Yeah, I can't I argue with anything that either of you both said there, and to be honest, I think fair play to the likes of Bobby Edo for going there to try and get a game time. He'll, you know, if they go down, I'm sure he'll get a Premier League move as well. He is a Premier League player, but yeah. I agree with what both he's saying. I think it's probably a season too far for, for, for Sunderland this time Gibson. around. I feel, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not saying I feel sorry for Moyes, but some, some managers there have been lauded for keeping them up, whereas mm. I don't think Moyes been given the, the right funds and the right materials to keep them up and I don't think he's got it. You can't survive as you say on Jermaine Defoe, you can't no. to be honest. Yeah. He could do a job at any anyone in the top ten in the Premier League. Yeah. Defoe is looked at himself. He's a great goal scorer, he's a great athlete, yeah. He's great attitude, seems like a decent professional. I'm surprised he's still at some of them. I am. Yeah, I'm um, amazed, yeah. But you know, Moyes, to be fair, if he's been said by we've got X amount of wages or X amount of funds, he's gonna go for what he's known. So Gibson, Oviedo, and Chavy, these players are gonna come in, let's go. I'm not saying they're gonna keep them in the league, but it's it's either that or players you don't know See, on freeze. I, he's opted for the latter. Yeah. He's opted to the former, sorry, and, and players who he does know. So I, I like Sunderland. I wish I hope they do stay up, but I do think this season's gonna be a season too far. I think Moyes is sort of planning for next season. You know, I don't think I think he knows the writings on the wall this season for Sunderland, and I think he's planning 
the next season now especially bringing in Premier League players as you say Oviedo is a Premier League player but I still think he'll probably stay at Sunderland before he's getting a run of games yeah. which is making me think is Moyes going to stay at Sunderland for next season and make a push to, to get back in straight well, away the comparison and all it's Sunderland fans wouldn't thank us for making it but Newcastle system is the biggest reason behind that. I think it gives, and there's the introduction of Schneiderlin uh, and Lockman to a lesser extent, but but I think now that midfield is arguably one of the best midfields I've ever seen at Everton for talent and, you know, for not just good, these are, these are game-changing midfield players that we've got in there, you know. I think it's the, the, the system. I think the players believe in it and that's the main reason, I think. You know. I, I would probably go as far as to say and probably just a, a build a little bit on what you just said there is, I think a lot of it is down to Robles and the yeah. stability that having a, a settled goalkeeper in the side, with a settled back four, with a settled midfield, it just builds and builds and builds. It's the old cliche, in it? You build from the back. Yeah. That yeah. is exactly what we've done. We've kept Robles in goal for, what is it, 9, 10, 11, however many games it is. And he's kept five clean sheets out of seven so far. Yeah. And you, know, you can't knock the lad. No. no. And this has happened to him in the past and he's got thrown out of the team Bob for no Dallas. good reason. Yeah, yeah. And there's confidence in the hasn't and that, you've got to give credit for that. He's stuck around when he could have got a move elsewhere, probably, you know. But people are not convinced about Robles, but he's, he's he seems hell bent on, on proving people wrong, doesn't he, you know? And he's a good goalkeeper. He's given us no reason to bomb him off he's, that team. No. And, and, and the reason in the past is because Tim Howard's been there and name and reputation yeah. and, and experience. Whereas now it's there's nothing else there. Martin Stecklenberg, good start, turns out to be a bit of a, a liability. Yeah. Uh, not writing them off completely, but I see what you're saying there, lads. I mean, he's come in and there's no point in the fact team is now trying to keep that centre half partnership as well. Jack yeah. got bombed out as much as I love Jack. He got bombed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robles. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Being captain, Maureen Williams has been captain of trials with the whole day 352 situation, 532, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I do think she's in that settled core of the team with, and now with Maureen trying to win up fast. I think also the emergence of Tom Davis as well in that midfield and, and Schneiderlin's quality growing game on game is now giving that back door a fair blocking, you know what I mean? So it's like we can, we've now got the expression and the players and the talent to go and go on attack without worrying too much. It's almost like the, the midfield and the defence, they've got a safety net. You know, yeah. They know that they've got a, a goalkeeper who's going to come and cross us. He's gonna come and try and punch or you know, yeah. him when he can. Yeah. So it's good that we've got a goalkeeper now that is so commanding when it comes to crosses. Yeah. Because the defence in the midfield have got that confidence in him to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in terms of the, the fixtures coming up then lads and because we've kept this run going, do you think that we can uh, when I say progress I mean move up in the table. I think where we are now is probably where a lot of us not saying we'd be happy to finish there. No. But realistically, look at the stick sides above us. The games we've got to face, the players we've got, the squad we've got compared to them. Plus West Brom digging our areas. Yeah. Do you think realistically we can finish in the sixth or fifth position, or do you think it's going to be likely that it's going to be seventh? It's going to take a, a big leap of faith to think we're going to finish above seventh. Uh, but this team is growing week by week in momentum and confidence with no less talent. I don't see any reason why we can't go to Tottenham. They're an excellent team, but so are we right now. Do you know what I mean? Two very good teams. Uh, and, you know, we've got dangerous players all over that pitch. And we've got Lukaku, who, who everyone would, would have in their team, no problem. You know, a, a goal scorer. And you've seen what Vardy done for Leicester last season when you've got that threat up front. You know, you... The, the possibilities are endless with when you've got a, a solid base behind them. So why not? So Tottenham's the asset set, but yeah, I think 
why should I run stuff now? You know, uh, I think there's enough about us to get at least a point there, but you know, three points is the big one. That's the one that's really going to give us the bully. You want the statement, don't you? You want yeah. the statement victory. We want a 2-0 convincing win. Are we going to do that then, what's that on? I don't see why not. There, no, no, I don't see what's all the noise mate, isn't it? We do apologise for a bit of background noise now on the air. But yeah, I mean, you know, as I say, it, it, it's a big test, it's a massive test for us, and that's what we want. You know, yeah. in, in the couple of seasons, Sam, we took it in the, champ- the Champions League. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where you want to yeah. get to, that, that's the point that you want to get to, and test yourself among the big boys. And, you know, just look at the fixtures there, we've got two home games in March, which are West Brom and Hull City. Both, in my opinion, we should win on paper. You know, yeah. and I, I know yeah. we said like take yeah. it one game at a time, but as fans, you can't help but look ahead, can you? Yeah. And then you look at April, and I think April will be the, the big test for us. You know, just to name three, you've got Liverpool, Man United, and Chelsea. Liverpool and Man United away, Chelsea at home. They're, they're going to yeah. be three big games. You know, if we can even Imagine get seven points out of them three, you know, and nine points. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Even <laughs> Liverpool in relegation form can still beat us at Anfield. Ah, oh, let's be honest. It doesn't matter what happens. If that move falls off the main stand, they'll still beat us. And lands on the players. All the shit that we can give them because they're having a bad run. But you know, I shouldn't say it because I want to. You know, if I can send... win a mentality, but I can't help Mark, it. If, if Mark, just if... like Liverpool on Saturday, they'll, they'll probably be Arsenal four 0 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because Arsenal crumble. Arsenal, Arsenal crumble. Arsenal. I just hope. I hope to the love of God, I can send an old bear tweet out that way. Just any solicitors listening there. Uh, yeah. It's only a joke. It's only a joke. Yeah. But. Obviously, times are good on the pitch, yeah. times are good off the pitch. We've got spares, we should be excited, as you just said, they've got some massive games coming up. But, you know, as you said earlier, you both said earlier, take each game as it comes. The spares game is no bigger than the West Brom or Hull game. No. At the end of the day, it's only three points at stake. But they're all opportunities for us to show how good, how, how better we're becoming. You know, it's all, every game's an opportunity now to show everyone who the team to look out for next season is going to be. If, yeah. if we won against Spurs, how far realistically do you think we could finish up the table? I, th- I think we could, if we beat Spurs, I think we could definitely, with looking at those couple of home games, we could definitely get our noses into sixth place, fifth place at a maximum. Sixth place, yeah. But you know, sixth place, seventh place, you know, the league isn't in sixth places. Mm. You would never have looked at that probably November time and thought we'd get anywhere near that, to be honest with you. But I, I think the Spurs game could be a real statement of intent, but if you go there and you draw one off, and then you go and beat Paul and West Brom, and then you go to Anfield and get a point, surely they're statements as well. Yeah. Right, because we're going away from home and picking up. Don't get me wrong, after Borough and after Stoke, I was on Twitter going, we should be winning them games and all this and all that. At the end of the day, it's keeping the room going and look where the momentum's taken us. Look what we're talking about now. Yeah. yeah. I know it's quick and quick to say, oh, we should be winning, we should be winning. Well, maybe we should, and maybe in 12 months' time, and we've got a better looking quality squad. We will go to Borough and go to Stoke and beat them 2 3 now. Maybe we, so. we could be going to Arsenal on the last day of the season yeah. with a push for fourth. Imagine well, that. Imagine <laughs> that. That would be absolutely brilliant. And Arsenal on the last. Arsenal. 
we could have done before. <laughs> Never mind, there'll be six or seven. Five, <laughs> that would be, wouldn't that be something? Oh, to go to Liverpool, to go above them, and we do that. You know, we've got to start believing them. Or, or there's time gone by, and there's years gone by, and generations gone by when Everton and Liverpool are going, if we can do this, if we can do that. And, and, and I'm the first to get excited. I'm yeah. also the first to get downbeat, but both of you sat in the first 20 minutes and said each, each game as it comes, one game as it comes. Yeah, quite Let's go to the top focus. and see what, what we can achieve. I'm believing our quality. I'm believing the system. One of the best sides in the league. Yeah. Let's go and pick our wits there. With Let's the go and hit them. Schneider and Garner, Ross Barkley, Davis. Lukaku. Lukaku's unplayable yeah. on his day. Let's go there and see what we can achieve. You're rolling off their names there. It's going to be 3 0 by half time. Harry Kane after. You know it. But there's, there's obviously the Spurs game, the upcoming fixtures as well. But some other also uh, off the field things, other things, any other business, shall we say, before yeah. we bring it to a close. Uh, Lukaku, name on everyone's lips. Yeah. Uh, Riola has been on for full time. What was it? Ninety nine point nine 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 percent certain that he's gonna sign a contract. <laughs> point zero, man. Uh, <laughs> school, but you know, one of them. Lukaku, is he gonna sign a contract? Yeah. And how hot, how important is that he does? It's massive, isn't it? He's, no one else in the squad can do what he does. I've had this discussion with loads of people. Who say he's a lazy? Coney, yeah, <laughs> nobody can celebrate like Coney does. But uh, no, with Lukaku, nobody can do what he does. Very few people in the Premier League can do what, what he does. Score goals at a regular rate. Something we've been crying out for since Lineker. You know, it's, it's a goal scorer like that. So if he signs, it's awesome news. I mean, people might say it, it waxes transfer fee up and that's all we're doing it for. But I don't think so. The mood around the club is, is one of, of ambition. We're not just... There's a clear plan now in place, isn't there? You know, so this is this is all good to me. So for, for me, the question that I'd ask is: if Lukaku left, who'd you get in? You know, who can do what he who, does? Who can score 25, 30 goals a season? Yeah, get you to where you want to be as a you know yeah. Champions League regular, you know whatever you want to achieve. Who will get you them goals? But also, who will sign for us? You know what I mean? Because you're talking the top top strikers in the world, he's up there with whether we like it or not. His older play, which I think has improved beyond recognition, but I don't, I don't get his touch has improved as well. So when I'm getting all this, that he, he can't chop a bag of cement and all that. I think it's people with preconceived ideas that they're still applying it to, to his play now. You've got to watch the guy play. He's clearly improving off the ball. Was you as good as you for Brutal FC, don't set off? Now you're, you're just being realistic, unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> Ron couldn't play right back, mate. Only if you can do it. I know, yeah. My manager said that as well. That's why I got benched quite a lot. <laughs> Cheers, Joe. <laughs> Warm in the bench. But yeah, as I say, you know, where, where are you going to get them goals from? Yeah. And people on, on Twitter were having a conversation the other day about him. You know, who'd you get in? Some of us saying Lacazette, but well, they, he's not going to come to a, a club who isn't a Champions League regular. Maybe if you offer them, you know, stupid amounts of money, yeah, yeah. it might be possible. But you know, it's yeah. not a certainty. So 
Everton have got to do the utmost to, to keep him, not just sign a contract for the sake of signing a contract to get a bigger fee if that did eventually happen. Yeah. But say to Lukaku, look, this is, where, this is what we want to do and this is where we want to get. And he's even said that himself, you know, it is a project. And it's, you know, Kuhn said the same as well. Yeah. So, Kuhn's massive, massively important to keep hold of him. Someone said to me and worked the other day, it was Monday, he said, uh, I'd give him a blank check and say, tell, tell us what you want. Is that valuable to the club? And I, I agreed with the fellow who said, and I said, yeah. you know what? Goals win your games. Goals win your games. Goals win your prizes. At the end of the day, two hundred grand a week is is. Are we going to give a monkey's about that if you score in the winner? That's exactly. going to win us the title in two years' time. Or exactly. No one is going to give a flying. <laughs> exactly, but it's, you know, it's 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 there. It's yeah. being speculated about. He was questioned by Sky Sports News yesterday. Um, and he says, you know, my maiden and doing a talk and all that. It's the usual spiel, isn't it, from them? But I, I, I'm with you guys. I do think it's, it's a huge asset. It's vitally important that we tie him down. And hopefully we see some good news in the coming months. But I think it's, it's, we're not just tying him down to send a little message to, send a message to the fans that, you know, we do want to keep our best players. I think we're tying him down to much more. You know, bigger promise. You know, bigger. There's bigger things going on. Yeah, 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 this is not just to placate any kind of fan unrest or whatever. This is to, this is this is part of the plan to get us to get us where we want, where the owners want to be. But I love it. Ambition. Okay. Next topic. Mo Bezic is back in training. Great stuff. Forgotten what he was like as a player. I don't think he'll get anywhere near the team. Are we going to send them off on loan? I was just going to say. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Schneider and Garner Davis. That guy's getting nowhere near it, is he? I think Sunderland needs a midfield, don't they? <laughs> Gibson and Bezic. A lot of people love Mo Bassett. I've yet to be one over <laughs> in any way by him at all. But, you know, it's just good that if he, if, if human sees value in him and he's fit and able, and then, then it's another squad player, you know, we're going to be busy next season, I think, with games, so that's, that's good for the squad. Cumin sees value in him, I'm, I'm happy. In all seriousness, though, it is good to see him back in training. Yeah. After the horrific, horrific injury yeah, yeah. that he had, you know, for any player to come back and, you know, start saying again with the first team and work as hard as he has, and you can see it from his, uh, his videos that he puts up on social media. Yeah. You know, he's in training every day, he's in the gym, yeah. he's doing a hell of a lot of work to try and get back as soon as he can, and you can see, you know, he, he loves playing football. Yeah. That's it. But he loves fighting as well. <laughs> he does. So, you know. He will. He will. When he plays his first game, like, someone's getting that down a level. Liverpool. Get your money on that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, to be a sending off. Yeah. Someone's getting on an individual to be sent off, or is it just that he's sending off? I think you can bet on an individual to be sent yeah. off, I think. I yeah, get yeah. you though on that. But <laughs> that was one thing. These are the things we're trying to cover on this podcast, as you know. We're trying to cover all angles. All our bases. Yannick Balassi's had another uh, yeah. operation. It wasn't big news because we kind of already knew about it. Now, I don't know what you tweeted the other day, said, or oh, certain other people have said things, but let's hope he just gets back sooner rather than later. And it gets back, the player gets back altogether. Yeah, absolutely, two things altogether, and <coughs> of, of the player, you know, that we signed. You know, yeah. I was made up when we signed him. It's real shame the way it's worked out for him so far. But again, if he can come back and it's a big if, then then it's another player to our squad that, that can add that you know that can improve us when he's when he's on form. He's great, you know. I've seen him at Sunderland, you know the way he turned assholes there and set up the car twice and stuff. He's got it in him. I do, I do really hope he comes back, but 
it's, it's the way he plays. It's, it's, it's his game, you know yeah. what I mean? It's the way he plays football. You know, he's quick, he turns fast, he's sharp. And it's whether the, the injury that he's picked up will hold up when he's in them sort yeah, of yeah. situations. Now it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Well, I'm running up to me. Can't help it. It's you making me laugh. With a twinkle in your eye. It's not about a serious injury. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Yana. But he is it. I think his playing style is not going to help him, of course, with, with that type of injury. And, uh, Rehabilitation time and all that. We kind of, we, it was alluded to that he was going to have the seventh operation. Which, as soon as I seen your tweet, you were like, I, I don't think we're going to see this guy play ever again. Um, but to to have two operations shows you how serious that injury is. Just how serious, yeah. And yeah. I think when it, when he first went down with that injury, it looked a bit innocuous, didn't it? But then when it came out after it, it was just a bit like, yeah. That's, that's a huge investment, £30 million pounds in a player for the playing style that we've got. Yeah, he had. And, and he was doing okay, wasn't he? He didn't, he didn't pull up any trees massively. He wasn't doing fantastically when he got injured. No. He would have been a huge asset now, ever to come up after his door. We haven't got a player basically for two years. Yeah. yeah. We haven't, though, have we? No. You could, you could see glimpses, though, couldn't you, when, when he was partnering with Lukaku, you know, the sort of. The path that them two wanted to sort of go on on their own, you know, yeah. like they, they were playing in the park together. They, they they bounced off each other. You know how each other played. Yeah. And to have that missing now, nothing to fall back on. So to speak, I know Lukaku's still banging them in, but it's it's, it's like it's yeah, quite a sorry state of affairs for for Yannick, I think, and I think he'll do well to come back. But I I personally just can't see him coming back at all. I really can't. You just don't know. Or coming back at the, at a level that. It, we're gonna want one in the squad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's so difficult to retain back to the same player that you left. And I know people say he wasn't doing much, but you know, still, a, for my eyes, a terrific player that we signed. Oh, but, but, doubt, yeah. but it's just uh, you hope he can come back at a level that will still be beneficial to us. We're ever fast moving forward now, aren't they? You know. So. Well, before we get um, outshouted by our, our company, I know this is like the biggest the us. Yeah, the, the biggest turnout of um, goths moving furniture, <laughs> in a moving furniture that you've ever seen on a Wednesday night. Typically, whilst we're in conversation about Everton, but I'm not bitter. Smashing <laughs> <laughs> um, cheers. There we go. There there you go. Know, <laughs> I've never been in a pub with so many tables and chairs being moved in my entire life. I promise that's not Mark Ellis Farm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking shite instead. A couple other things, right? Before we bring this one to a close, yeah. the under-23s are doing really well. Yeah. And there's another really topic well. which we're going to finish on, Wayne Rooney. Firstly, the under-23s, big game Friday night, top of the league. <coughs> David Unsworth's side doing really well, aren't you, fellas? If I can comment that quick on Monday night, it's the first time I took my uh, son to the, to the match, and it was a fantastic experience to take him. And we were in the upper bones watching the game, and, and he loved it. But, but apart from that, um, the quality and some of that play was unbelievable, I've got to say. Slick movement, you know, fast pace attack, and Liam Walsh is, well, I mean, he faded a little bit, but he's so, so talented in that midfield. His link up play, you know, there's some real talent coming through. And that's what Dolphins up front done well as well, you know, fantastic. Yeah. So, there's so much promise coming through that squad. 
that was great to see you, you and your lads. I saw your picture on Monday night, yeah. and it was great that Everton done that. But it was great that you went. Now, what an experience as well for her to go and. Brilliant. You're talking because he's still really young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether me and you will be getting our daughters there anytime soon. Said all that, but he's got the boys. So, so he's people say it was because it was free, but I thought perfect opportunity to take him. Well, to see fucking Peppa Pig in the Echo Arena or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was there frozen on ice, me a couple of months ago. <laughs> what kind of fathers are you? Uh, <laughs> I've got to a stadium with the kid. Um, but what was magic was he saw the lights at Goodison and he said, Dad, are we going in? I went, we're going in. And he said, why is that four bob? <laughs> why does that only say bloody As I said to you the weekend, I would on a podcast now, but I do think you should maybe pen some thought yeah. about that into a bit of an article because there was a few, a few lads on Twitter, not just lads, but a few Evertonians that I follow as well who were saying all oh, my first yeah. game for my child and stuff like that and introducing them because it's a, a lesser crowd. Yeah. And, and, Taking a five or six year old to a 40,000 crowd in Goodison. I mean, I get a bit uh, intimidated myself now. For me, 31, so I can only imagine. But that's a great match. Yeah. And the under 23s are doing really well as well. The winners game. Two terrific goals. Liam Walsh drilled it into the left hand corner. But the move was Arsenal invincible, Henri esque. And then, and then uh, Kieran Dowell, who had a quiet game, scored a terrific goal, left foot uh, into the bottom corner from 20 yards, you know, to send it round the keeper, like, like he's done so often. He's got there's some serious talent in that, in that squad. Mm-hmm. But you, Hunsworth yeah. seems to be getting the best out of him, doesn't he? He does, and it makes me think, you know, future years when, when Koeman eventually, you know, hands the reins over to someone else, if that does eventually happen, whether Hunsworth is making a bit of a bold statement for himself and saying, look, you know, I can manage these kids, you know, give me a crack at the first team and I'll, and I'll show you what I can yeah. do. It's, it's an interesting situation yeah. because, Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one because as you say, him and Duncan Ferguson could be the future of uh, the, the Everton management in the first team. So, yeah, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Eh? But what I like about that is, in the past, you know, we talk about youth team coaches and all that, and there was, there was token gestures and lip service paid to the youth. Now there's a real ambition and desire at that level. You know, it's competitive and, 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 and there's, there's a real hope, no, there's a real ambition to, to contribute to the first team. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm liking about that. I think there's the good intensity th- behind it. I think the good thing is as well, Hungary's got his own pot of money yeah. to help build the 23 squad, yeah, which so is brilliant. Because what tends to happen, or what tends to happen, is the first team manager gets all the money and then goes, oh, I'll go and take that 17 year old. Well, we've done it the yeah. other way around. We've given the money to Unsworth and said, don't identify some players with, with the head of scouting yeah. and bring them into the 23s. You know, you've done it with Don Cook, unfortunately. You know, well, he, he was on the top. Well, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is sad because I've seen him play against Man United, I think it was. Yeah. And he was very impressive. For a tall guy, he had some pace and touch about him, didn't yeah. he? I thought on the left hand side. Very impressive, and as I say, it's just it's sad that he's had to go back. Didn't he have the option as well with him? So he, he, even if Everton took him on loan and paid the fee, he had an option, didn't he, to bring him in permanently in the summer? But yeah. you don't know, he's got injured now, he may come back on loan next year, and he's still only a young man. The, yeah. the whole setup in itself with that, from the bottom to the top, yeah. it's good, it's, it's, it's transparent, it's, it's organised, it's inviting, yeah. there's obviously investment in it. Um, and, and I don't know about you guys, we were 
you know, we'll talk about the Sky Sports community in a bit more depth on the next show. But um, on the website, back yesterday, we're not only trying to bring in good players or bring through good players, but we're trying to bring in good human beings and yeah. after doing off the pitch with having the community or the things like that. It just everything speaks good about, about the club, the Everton younger players that you'd set up and the club as a whole. Yeah. Like the, the homeless sleeping at Goodison for the night to support well, the homeless. They stayed there, didn't they? All yeah. them players with Unsworth. So it's things like that. It's yeah, yeah. Things and you think to yourself, you're making better players, you're making better people. Yeah. Kind of coming through out of our club. It's, so. it's, all, it's almost like, you know, we, we've had this investment from Machiri, but we still want to keep the core values of Everton Football Club. Where the likes of Man City have probably lost theirs, yeah, from their massive takeover with the Etihad stuff and whatever. It's almost like we, we're trying to keep hold of the core values of the it's club. Like, it's yeah. like the Shady's involvement has intensified that that yeah. belief. You know, it's not weakened it. We're not just about buying the next best player and, and trying. You know, it's there's a clear um, dynasty yeah. ambition yeah. behind Everton right now. You know, so Sky Sports News were there. Um, Yesterday, yeah, <coughs> and that was part of it, and also Farhad Mashiri. But we're going to come back and we're going to do a, a Farhad Mashiri special, yeah. But also, there was one final thing that we wanted to get your views on. Now, I do apologize if the sound quality is not that very good on this. I do, I probably should have said that half an hour ago, but unfortunately, we've been greeted with a lot of background noise on this. But hopefully, lads, if you can pick this up, this is a key point, yeah. The way Rooney subject. Is a key point. We all know that you used to have a bevy with him, said, Oh, <laughs> but listen, sentiment aside, opinions on the table, all three of us, let's go for it. Plus, we've got some fan input as well because said has gone out with a, uh, a poll and you went out with a poll, yeah, as well, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, um, firstly, the results of your poll, the question asked was just. Wayne Rooney simply question yeah. mark. Yeah, so no. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, no. what was the result? And there was like over three hundred and fifty votes coming in and seventy two percent of people said yeah. Seventy two percent of fans said yeah. So that's um let's be honest, behind just signing for Everton, you know, yeah. So they all they all voted yeah to have them back they did. Everton, Which is the amount of votes Lukaku reached the uh, the other day, which was ironic as well. So there's been a lot <laughs> said about Wayne Rooney in the media, he's the captain of Manchester United, he's not getting a lot of game time. Um, this is for people who have been living in the cave for six months. Yeah. <laughs> he's denied rumours for China. There's no way him and Colleen are going to take them kids to China. He's very surprised that he went to America unless it was four or five years down the line. There's only one place where he's going to go. Yeah. So, is he going to be ever? I think he will be, yeah. I think he'll eventually come back. Are you happy with that, though? Absolutely, yeah. You know, to get Wayne Rooney at Everton Football Club, and I, t- I tweeted this this morning, I think it was. And I said, one, it makes a statement across Europe to say Wayne Rooney's coming back to Everton, put Everton back on the map. Yeah. Um, number two, you've got the lads in the reserve or the under 23s to look up to Wayne Rooney. Who else do you want to look up to as a, as a young kid growing yeah. up at Everton Football yeah. Club who's lived and breathed Champions League finals and all the sorts? England captain. England captain, Man United captain. Yeah. You know, the, the lads lived, lived every kid's dream. Yeah. There's no better person to look up to than Wayne Rooney. In my opinion. Now, the people who, who turn around and say, and, you know, everyone's entitled to the opinion, but the ones who turn around and say, are oh, we, you know, he, he swerved us from Man United. He was a 17 year old kid and Paul Strecker showed him the money. Yeah. What else are you going to do? I know we are fans. He's a massive blue. He is a massive blue. And I don't care what anyone says. If you're offered that type of money at that, that age, such a young age, 
you are probably going to leave. You know, there's no two ways about it. One, you've got security for yourself. You've got security for your future family. Yeah. And you've got security for your immediate family. You know, yeah. it was a no-brainer. And Everton at the time couldn't compete financially with Man United, as we all know. Yeah. You know, so we, we were stuck between rocking at our place at, at that time. But now we've got the money behind us. And, you know, I wouldn't say matches wages what he's on at Man United because he's on what 350 grand at Man United yeah. you know he's got to take a significant pay cut to come to Everton you know like 100, 150 grand a week I'd pay it fucking two years at yeah. to Rooney bring yeah. him in straight away in my opinion mate yeah you're not just bringing Rooney in you're bringing in a winning mentality you can't ever have enough in that in our squad you're bringing in a, a, a player who can, can still play full for one you know he hasn't lost his powers you know and I still think he'd be better behind the car I still think you know, he'd relish that role uh, playing for Everton behind the uh, behind Lukaku and that. People say, okay, Sam, we've got players in that position, but he's clearly an improvement on what we've got behind Lukaku. He still scores goals himself as well. It's not, it's, it's the media. It's 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 like like Sam said, it's getting us out there, showing everyone that he hasn't gone to to Paris. He hasn't gone to you know Barcelona, or, well, not Barcelona, but you know the big clubs in Europe where he still could could contribute. He's come to Everton. And people are going to start to turn around and think, what's going on in Everton? You know, yeah. for them to attract players like this. So, you need no brainer. We, I mean, people can't get over the badge kiss. Then fine. But you know what? That's what we need. We need a catalyst right now. We need what United had in 92 when they signed Cantona. We need what happened to us in 84 when we signed Andy Gray. We need that catalyst to, to come in and raise everything up 10%. And then we've got the. You know, with a good window as well, we've got that quality, but we do need this bit of an X factor, which Rooney would bring. So I, I yeah, I agree. can't disagree with anything what both of you just said. Um, I see Evertonian saying, "Oh, the step backwards or kissing badges or he's 32, whatever." The way the way I see it is, you know, if Everton looking at these players and Everton looking at that and all the billionaires and this and that, yeah. But we'll sign the young kids for 30 mil. We'll sign the young players who are, are going to be there for the future. Adam Ola Lukeman, Ghana Guy, whoever you want to talk about it. But just as I said, when he signed Ashley Williams, you bring him in to do the job for what we need now. And if Wayne Mooney at 31, 32 is a catalyst for us, spearheading something in a successful period and getting us back to that top four, I don't care if Wayne Mooney comes in plus five, six. All their quality players. Yeah. If we get back up to there and Wayne Newton fucks off to America in three years' time, I don't really care. He's contributed back to that. We're paid 150 grand a week, as you say. The yeah. contribution is massive. The winner mentality, the shared sales. The shared sales? The but merchandise. What, yeah. what machine is trying to do with Sky Sport and Talk Sport? He's not top. He's not top. But the global brand, we need to market ourselves better. The sponsorship of. Finch Farm. I know we're doing a machine special later, but it, it all starts from the top, bottom yeah. to the top. It's sentiment, scouser, coming back, England, all this, all that. Yeah, I'm not going to go into why he left and my opinions on that, but if someone comes to Everton and they improve what we've got on the pitch, off it in terms of revenue, in terms of coaching, in terms of mentality, yeah. in terms of putting an arm around Ross Barkley or Tom Davis and saying, lad, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. I've been there, I was there 14 years ago. I've come off the bench and I scored a fucking worldie against Arsenal and I've gone on to this and that. This is what you can do. And if Becker's Everton, then I'm all for it. But the guy's clear
there's no negatives here as far as I'm concerned. We've got, like you've just said, it's everything that he brings. That's the thing, though, he's never hid the fact he's an Evertonian. He brought his the, kids up the, to the, be Evertonian. The badge kiss, you know, that doesn't bother me. What, what other good way is there to get back at fans that have been giving you so much stick over the years for leaving your boyhood club? Yeah. Score a goal against him, score a winner. Obviously, he's going to kiss the badge, let him, let him crack on. It, it's, it's an emotion of scoring a, of a goal in a big game against your former club. Let him do it. Unfortunately, in my opinion, no. just briefly, unfortunately, a lot of the fans don't see the pantomime that goes on behind the scenes with the likes of yeah. Bill Kenwright, Paul mm. Stafford, mm. and Co. So, yeah. I, I, I was one of them. I was a kid who adored me. He was my age. I thought if I was playing for Everton, there's no way I'd leave. But when you grow up and you realise sometimes that yeah. I don't know the full facts. When I opened my eyes five, six, seven years ago and thought, actually no, I'm not gonna be with this kid anymore. In fact I'm not gonna be with anyone anymore because I've grown out of it. But when you put Everton at the forefront of your mind and what what you want for the best for Everton, if Wayne Rooney's gonna be part of that, then I'm all for it. And as I said on Twitter yesterday, if Truman and Walsh want him and they think he'll improve what we've got, then I'm happy with that. No, people can't get over the badge kiss that quickly. It's an act of petulance at worst, you know? And, but what speaks more for the guy is he's clearly brought his kids up to be Evertonians. You know, these are, you know he, he clearly loves the club and stuff. It doesn't matter that he loves the club. He's got enough quality to help. He's perfect for what we need right now. Absolutely perfect. It just keeps us, it gets us bang out there again in the media. It gets us looking ambitious. We want to look ambitious as much as we are ambitious. And that's it would be the massive transfer of the window, won't it? If Everton signed Rooney back from United, it won't be about Liverpool anymore. It won't be about them. It'll be about us. All I'd say about that is trust Cumin and trust the staff that he's got behind him to bring in the right players. Yeah. So far, he hasn't got a foot wrong. He's yeah. brought in Garner Gay, Morgan Schneider, to name two. Probably two of the biggest signings and best signings I think we could have possibly made. Yeah, so trust him. If he wants to bring Rooney in, get behind the lad. Don't start, you know, booming him and, you know, grow up about it. Yeah. Let him get on with the game. Let yeah. him make an impact in the club. Let him use his undoubted quality to help us get to where we want to get. I just don't, I'm not getting the, the negativity. Bring, well, bring him back anyway. Bring him there back. we go. I think it's resounding from us today, but that doesn't mean that we're right, obviously. Everyone's no, no. got their opinion, and yeah. there's a lot of them talking with opinions but it's not going away this rumour it's not gone away for the past two years China no. China was never going to happen America probably not going to happen foreseeable future if there's only places he's going to go he's not going to stay at Man United excuse me no. he's not going to stay there no so that brings it nicely to a close it does yeah that's that's one lot of agendas forever for four <laughs> club. Um, I'd just like to apologise for all the sounds, problems there. Hopefully everyone has heard all of the views. If not, Hope we'll so. come back and I'll tell you what, we'll take a day off work and we'll record it again. <laughs> um, unfortunately we were met by a, a flash mob of gots. No offence to any gots listening, but they're very loud and they like to move furniture. A lot of furniture being moved. But, you know, we haven't got a fancy studio, so there you go. <laughs> um, but thanks very much for listening. Thanks. I will be back with a Farhad Mashiri special in due course. Take care. Cheers, boys.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.